Welcome to C3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Jill, and this is the story of my recent relapse. Now, before I go any further, I do want to follow some recovery guidelines, which is to withheld any details that may involve third parties or anybody that has been involved. I wish to hide their identities as well. And a couple names and places may also be changed for this very episode. Romans 7.18 says, For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Now, there is more to and around in context with that verse. But for starters, that is the first verse of this episode that is definitely um, in correlation to what I'm about to share with all of you. There is also another verse that also sums up basically my haughtiness, I want to say, or my pridefulness months before this relapse had started. In 1 Corinthians 10.12, it says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. And boy, did I fall hard. And since then, it has been quite a journey for me to get back up from my relapse. So for anybody who does not know, as you're listening, I had recently moved to a different state in um, the U.S. I went from the West Coast to the East Coast in about a week with my two kids, our one dog at the time, and my husband. While that was happening, or actually prior before that happened, I was in a second step study. I was actually leading the step study, and I was working on my codependency and my anger issues. And if you listen to my last episode, I go into a little bit of explaining codependency. And... As we have transitioned moving to our new state, establishing our new place, trying to get my daughter back into school, I have a toddler who was in transitioning with potty training and so forth, and as things would start to look up, It was another situation that would happen that it was just hitting one after the other. And 
it was slowly starting to discourage not only me, but my husband as well. And even though we were establishing ourselves in also two different recovery um, churches, so that way we can continue our recovery. And we also had found our, or not found, we were introduced to our home church through another person. It was still a lot of chaos for me and my husband as we had to endure and go through these trials. Now, prior to us even moving, we have a brother from Uganda who had been visiting um, California at the time and had prayed and prophesied over us that once we moved to this new state, we were going to face a lot of challenges and that we need to be obedient and faithful to the Lord. And I was pretty sure I would not relapse nor fall into sin so heavily until we were introduced to this one person. James 5.16 states, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So I pray if you are a believer that before you continue on to this episode, that you just say a quick prayer over yourself as this is not just a means to openly confess of my relapse, but that if you are struggling with something similar to what I have been dealing with or have dealt with, that this encourages you to turn to God and be discerned to his righteous way, not by our own flesh and our own thoughts, but by him and your relationship with God. So we're going to call this person Matt. Matt and my husband met in recovery. They were dealing with similar issues and they um, became accountability partners. Matt is, I want to say, at least a decade younger than my husband, but several years younger than me. Matt was a genuinely reserved person, but yet few of his actions made him appear to be a genuine person. Despite that he is in recovery with his issues and wanted to change according to what he had shared with my husband. For as long as my husband and I have been together, 
Whenever people were having a hard time or needed some place to just be, my husband and I were the first to open up our homes. So we did that with Matt when he was having some issues. And I'm afraid to admit that was probably the first mistake on me and my husband's part. And we even allowed Matt to sleep over at our place, which was normal for me and my husband, for the people we've opened up our home to. Now, I'm used to attention from other men. I've had I still have actually self-esteem issues and also abandonment issues so for me when Matt would look at me a certain way would speak to me very kindly would ask me if I needed help with anything around the house when he would be present and also would interact with my kids. It was part of the formula that led to the result of me becoming attached and attracted to him. And of course in the mix there was dispute and discord between me and my husband around this time. And the more we were disconnecting, the more I was being drawn to Matt as Matt was being drawn to me. There was even a time where my husband sat with both me and Matt and Matt had declared that he had zero interest in me. In front of me, mind you, which was hurtful, but also something I was numb, and, or not numb, but used to because of rejection I've had years prior for actually decades now I think about it. I'm assuming by now that you know where this is going. But like I've expressed from James 5.16, I am openly confessing to you, the listener, and all those who have already been into the loop of my sin of my relapse, that I had a physical and emotional affair with Matt. It wasn't easy 
to confess this to my husband. But only because God had already foreseen this situation happening, this affair that he had already appointed the right people. And I will share more with you in the next episode, or should I say the next layer of my relapse.